In the name of God, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. Amen. Well, tonight it begins. We've entered into the Triduum, the holy three days leading up to Easter and the Lord's resurrection. As a child growing up in the Episcopal Church, this service stood out in my mind as something different, something special. As a liturgical people, the things that we believe and the way we talk about God, our theology, are embodied in our actions. This is true for every Episcopal liturgy. Everything we do, everything we say, every movement of our bodies serves to profess what we believe. This evening, we will embody those beliefs in a sobering and a humbling way. The word mande comes from the Latin word mandatum, which means a mandate or a rule or a command. The command we remember today comes directly from Jesus. It's a new command that we are to love one another just as Jesus loves us. In the gospel reading we just heard, Jesus embodies this love and shows his followers what that love might look like. In one of the most tangible and visible ways, Jesus shows what that love means as he washes his disciples' feet. The master becomes the servant. The roles become reversed. And by performing this seemingly menial task, Jesus was not just offering his followers a token of his love or his thoughts and prayers. He was showing them with his hands and with his actions what it really means to be loving of another person. This is why we have the ceremony of the foot washing in our liturgy this evening. It's an outward sign for us of how we are to embody this love for someone else. To have your feet washed can be a very moving experience for some, maybe even a little uncomfortable for some. Of course, unfortunately, with the pandemic and everything that's going on, we won't all have the opportunity to do that here tonight, this year. But in all honesty, as much as we associate this evening with washing feet, that's actually not the main reason why we're here tonight. When Jesus tells his disciples to love one another as he loves them, the love that Jesus is telling them about and the love that we are called to share actually goes way beyond clean feet and reaches far beyond the walls of that upper room. Now, to fully understand the magnitude of Jesus' words, we must first really understand that Jesus was Jewish. His disciples were Jewish. The meal that occurs in our scripture reading 
was not a Passover meal. This was before Passover occurred. So Jesus uses ordinary food in that ordinary meal. He takes the bread and he takes the wine. He breaks the bread and tells his disciples that this is my body that is for you. Do this in remembrance of me. And with the wine, he says, this cup is the new covenant in my blood. Every time you drink it, do it in remembrance of me. And you can imagine their questioning faces staring blankly back at him, not really understanding what he's talking about. Little did his disciples know that that next day, Jesus would be beaten, crucified, broken, and die on a cross. So you see, in loving others, Jesus did not just serve them with his words or even with just his hands. Jesus loves others by giving his entire life. Jesus gives his entire life, not just for the disciples in that upper room, not even just for the people who happen to agree with him, but for everyone, including you and me. Because you see, contained in that simple meal, which is both ordinary and miraculous at the same time, are rich and powerful images that connect all the way back to the calling of God's people. Jesus says that the wine he gives is his blood of the new covenant in him. New because the blood of the old covenant was the blood of the lamb that was painted on the doorposts of Egypt during the Passover. When God passed over those houses that were marked, and in turn, those who followed God's commands were saved, saved from death. Jesus now offers himself, his own blood for us, so that we might now be in a new covenant with God. And through this blood, we are now saved from sin, those things that keep us from loving God fully. And we are saved from death itself. Each time we gather together for Eucharist, we break bread. We pray for the Holy Spirit to make ordinary bread and ordinary wine to become the body and blood of Jesus Christ. We do this not to commemorate some dinner that happened a long time ago in a country far, far away. We celebrate Eucharist to join with Christ right now, right here. All that Jesus is, his incarnation, death, resurrection, is truly and fully present in that sacrament of the bread and the wine. We don't know how it happens. We don't try to explain away the philosophical aspects of God. But Jesus offers us his very body to take into our own. And through faith, every time we come to this altar, that's exactly what we do. Because Jesus loves us. 
And Jesus asks us, Jesus commands us to love others just as he loves us. The path Jesus will take from that table in the upper room to the empty tomb on Sunday morning will not be an easy one. But through his agony in the garden, through his death on the cross, and through his resurrection, we are made whole again. And through our own baptisms into Christ's life and death, we are joined forever with him in that victory over death and in eternal life.